Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. Meandering over more than 400 miles of southeast Missouri is a network of hiking trails, collectively known as the Ozark Trail. Its long history, along with its natural beauty, fill the pages of a photographic book titled The Ozark Trail, Images of Missouri's Longest Hiking Trail. The author is Don Massey, who is a member of the Ozark Trail Association, and he joins me in studio. Also here with us is that association's president, Kathy Brennan. Don, Kathy, thank you so much for coming here today. You're welcome. Just tell us, all the listeners, a little bit about what the Ozark Trail is, where it goes to, and how it came about. I think I'll let uh, Kathy talk about that because she knows Okay. Um, well, kind of the background on the Ozark Trail it was a conglomerate of trails that were created through federal and state agencies. And back in the 1970s, a survey was done for every state, seeing what trails they had to to meet the population need. And so through that study, um, the need was found that um, if the agencies work together, uh, which we now call our partners, if they work together, they could create this um, long distance trail. And so the vision back in the 70s was to go from St. Louis all the way down to the Arkansas border to connect with the Ozark Highland Trail. So um, the Ozark Trail Council was formed of the agencies that worked together and um, the Ozark Trail Association didn't come into fruition until 15 years ago. So before that, the agencies worked together and they slowly um, saw how the, a, the areas or the sections were connected. And in 2007, the one connection that was significant was the Middle Fork John Roth Memorial section. That was 25 miles that n- made the Ozark Trail into a into the country's one of the top 10 long distance trails in the nation. So with that distinction, um, people don't have to go out of the state. They can just, even from St. Louis or Kansas City or Springfield, drive to Onondaga State Park, get on the trail, go down 240 miles till they get off at the 11 point section. And some of that is the most remote, rugged, you're not gonna find anybody on the trail. Well, you know, how do some of these trails come to be? Because when I ran on trails in Columbia, I thought, well, these trails have been here since the beginning of time. But after, like, doing research on it, sometimes it's a pretty arduous process to get these trails up and up and running, so to speak. So- and, it is, and it is. And it's it's not a simple process. Um, we are just finishing up a 13-year trail project down in the Ozark National Sink Riverways, um, state parks of Current River and Echo Bluff, and also in the Pioneer Backcountry. And that project um, was a vision that um, was started before the 13 years when we put boots on the ground. And so um, it's a process. It's uh, the land managers who own the land have to approve it. They have to look at it. Um, And it's not easy. Um, You have to look at um, grade. You have to look at the land. You have to now, with funding even, you have to build sustainable trails. So trail that was built back in the 70s that people are experiencing on the Ozark Trail, like the Berryman section, was built by the CCC. So it's a decades-old trail that we've gone in and done reroutes on. But it's still, you can see that it's not up to snuff as the standards today. So it's a long process, but it's one when it gets there 
it's the end result is a walk in the woods. Well, Don, I wanted to talk with you about uh, your experience on this trail. A lot of the photos, I believe, were taken by you, first of all. All of them. All of them. Mm -hmm. So what's it like to walk or bike ride or, or whatever on this trail? Like, well, give, give, Walk me through the experience of, 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 of being on the Ozark Trail. I have uh, been a photographer for quite a number of years. And um, I started with the Ozark Trail, I guess, 20 years ago. And I kind of had a vision to photograph it since there were a lot of nice spots on the trail. That being said, I had a lot of big, heavy camera equipment, so I couldn't carry my backpack and the camera equipment, so I had to do kind of sorties into uh, the trail to photograph the the premier spots. Yeah, because I'm looking through this book right now, and what is so striking about not only this book but about the trail is just how varied the landscape is. Like, some could be mountains and then you kind of get to rivers and even like forests at some point mm -hmm. i'm not sure i'm sure that there are other trail networks that have a very diverse amount of of scenery but this seems to be so diverse it may be what is makes it one of the more appealing trails in the entire country what has that been your experience as well that's true um the ozarks was actually part of the boston mountain range and it's a very old mountain range, and our territory is basically eroded territory, and therefore all those valleys and rivers are caused by um, erosion through the years. So you can develop some big, big valleys when you have the erosion for such a long time. Kathy, I'm looking at this map right now, and some parts of the trail are only really accessible by hiking or backpacking, back, not backtracking, mm -hmm. and others are, are multi-use, which I assume would include, like, bicycling as well. Like, how does that kind of contribute to the appeal of the trail and bringing people in from other parts of the country to either hike or bike? On the Ozark Trail. So what's really great about the Ozark Trail is that um, it's very accessible through roads, um, highways. Um, the trail crosses a multitude of county roads or Forest Service roads. So when we do maintenance, we have accessibility to sections of trail. Um, sometimes it's maybe just a quarter of a mile that you get on the trail and then you find another road that you cross. Um, but the trail is multi-use, so that means it's mountain biking, hiking, backpacking. Trail runners love it. Um, the mountain bikers um, use it a lot in the northern part, and they can. And the thing is, is that um, the Ozark Trail Association didn't designate the users of where they could go on the trail. It's the land user. It's the landowners, and so um, like Peck Ranch is. There's a beautiful section of Peck uh, through Peck Ranch. Um, which is um, going through an area, but it's hiking only. But there's been plans made and 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 trail or not trails, but there's there's opportunities for people to use gravel roads to walk, and or they can mountain bike ride that. Um, and then with the equestrians, they have designated areas as well that they can be on there. So um, accessibility is, is something that's there, but it's the, red, the ruggedness and the remoteness 
that when you get down there, because the trail doesn't go into any town. Um, the closest supply store that we consider is the Bixby, Missouri. It's a big difference from like the the Katy Trail, for mm-hmm. example, which I, I may be getting the name wrong, but there's a trail that goes through like St. Charles and, and mid-Missouri all the way to the Kansas City area where it goes from town to town to town to town, basically. Well, the Katy Trail is a bike trail. Bike trail, yes. The bike trail. So, yes. And so the cool thing about the Katy Trail, that was a rails to trails um, that was created off of an old railroad line. So the cool thing about it is you've got, it goes right through communities for them, and that helps with that. With our trail, it's it is um it has to be almost self-supported or if you support yourself you leave food caches or water caches along the trail as you go and so kind of the interesting thing there's a a huge huge push towards fastest known times on trails now long distance trails and that and so we had a gentleman that did a supported um, through hike from the 11 point section all the way up to onondaga that um, he is he had set that but then we had two gentlemen that did their self-supported hike that they left caches along the road and did the same route um, as well so um, because it's it's you can't go into a town like the Appalachian Trail or um, the Continental Divide Trail has towns that it goes into but with us um, it, that's what the uniqueness is about it. It's it's remote. It's rugged. You don't have a place that you can just pop off and get supplies. We're talking with Don Massey, author of the Ozark Trail, Images of Missouri's Longest Hiking Trail, and Kathy Brennan, president of the Ozark Trail Association. Don, you mentioned you've been a, a photographer for a long time. How, how does this compare to some of the other projects you've done, and what were some of the challenges of, of putting – a book of scenery like this together? I, I mean, not necessarily like putting the photos in a book, but actually getting the photos so that where they can be in the book. Well, when you hike, a lot of times it's just trees, you know, so you have to find spots that represent that area. So having a trail that that's long, uh, you have to uh, go there several times to get the light the right way and, uh, I found that it took me many, many years to get all these photographs. It wasn't done, you know, in four or five years. It was done over 10, 15 years. I had been a photographer for the Army for quite a number of years, a contractor for the Army, and that certainly was a lot different than this project. Well, what time of day do you usually photograph some of these pictures? Obviously, some are, are clearly during the day and some are at dusk. But, like, if, if somebody wanted to go on this trail and take photographs in a somewhat professional manner, like, how would they go about doing it? And what time frame would they have to do it to make sure that they're the best pictures? I would say the first thing you need to do is um, determine the area that you want to photograph and then look at the sun, whether it's the sun's going to be falling on it in the morning or the evening. And then you can kind of go there and see if that is the right time to photograph. If not, then you have to come back another time. And while you go there, sometimes you can see other features that you didn't even realize were there. Kathy, I'm, you mentioned maintaining the trail. I, I'm interested in what goes involved in, into ma- maintenance of a trail that is as rugged as this one. 
I mean, what sort of issues crop up? Like, where do people find money if if it's required? <laughs> yep, it's required. I, I, I assume that people aren't going to just maintain a, a trail for out of the goodness of their heart. So explain sort of the maintenance process of, of well, the Ozark Trail. The great thing about the Ozark Trail is that we have an adopted trail program. And so um, with that program, volunteers can sign up and adopt sections of the Ozark Trail. And it can be anywhere from a trailhead up to, I think I have one volunteer that maintains 12 miles within the 11-point section. And so um, that that is our army of volunteers that claim their own section of those are trail. But we also do uh, weekend maintenance events that we go out and gather at a spot and then take care of um, the Ozark Trail. And so maintenance for us involves um, sawing trees off the trail. Uh, we have certified sawyers. I'm a certified sawyer um, that we take equipment out. We tr- uh, cut trees off the trail. We brush. We lop. Um, because of users and depending on the section, um, we have to look at the trail width. If it's foot only, there's one specification. If it's backpackers and mountain bikers, another. And then if it's horses, it's um, a much larger corridor. Um, so when we're, f- and you talked, you asked about funding. So funding wise, um, we receive uh, very little funding from federal and state agencies. Um, we are we are a non-for-profit organization, so the money that we raise is essentially through donations, membership. Um, we do fundraising events. We have a mountain bike race that's coming up the last of September um, called the One-Eyed Dog uh, Mountain Bike Race that will be out of Council Bluff Lake. Um, we've done a trivia night that's been very uh, successful. We had a hike run event out of uh, Johnson Shut-Ins and Tomsock Mountain State Park, which was kind of cool because people ran from the highest point in Missouri past the highest falls in Missouri and down into Johnson Shut-Ins. Oh, I love Johnson Shut-Ins. Yeah, I, I know I'm not supposed to make editorial comments, but <laughs> I, 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 I went there a couple years ago with my mm-hmm. wife. And what I was noticing there, especially Iron County, which is fairly sparsely populated place, mm-hmm. but also a place with a lot of poverty, is probably a big aspect of their economy are people coming to those parks and coming to these trails. So I guess my final question to both of you is like, what do you think the economic impact is to some of the surrounding areas, even if it's not like near a town Mm -hmm. of having this trail? Um, One thing I can say is this, uh, I mentioned the 13 year trail project that we were just going to finish up. We have less than a half mile to connect Um, Current River State Park all the way over to the Blair Creek section. And one of the rangers out of Round Springs, um, Ozark National Scenic Riverways facility said that people would come in and they'd go, do you have a trail that that we can hike? And he'd go, yeah, get in your car, go back up the road and go to Devil's Well, hike to the river, come back. Now that we've finished this project, um, they can walk out the visitor center, go up to uh, Blue Springs, cross a pedestrian bridge and get on the trail. It's a loop trail and right across the road is cars, canoe rental. And this little place is lives for Memorial Day through Labor Day for f- floating for the most part. And so with this addition of a trail over the last two years, even though we're still working on the trail, they are telling us the impact that they have is phenomenal. Well, I want to thank Don Massey, author of the Ozark Trail Images of Missouri's Longest Hiking Trail, and Kathy Brennan, president of the Ozark Trail Association, for joining us today. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU.
Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.